Jesus is really going out on a limb in this passage from the Gospel of Luke by calling out Herod for who he is. You tell that fox. And I've always thought, what bravery Jesus showed the people that were gathered around him, but also he was sending a message to Herod, which is basically, you don't frighten me. Herod, as we well know, is a bully and comes from a long line of bullies. The family has been filled with hatred, murder, uh, what they would cons consider ill, bad behavior when Herod marries his brother's wife, Herodias. Of course, we also know that he had John the Baptist's head chopped off because of a, a whim from Herodias. But the other interesting thing about Herod being a bully is Herod is also at the same time terrified. He's terrified of Jesus. He was terrified when the Magi came and asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews for we have come to pay him homage. And in Matthew it says, Herod was fearful and all Jerusalem with him. When a tyrant is scared, we have good reason to be frightened because they lash out. We've seen this in the last 17 days in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin wants things to be the way they were back in the Soviet heyday. And of course, the people in Ukraine don't want that. They want their freedom. They want to be able to chart their own path. We've watched bloodshed and millions of people. They said last night on the news, there'll be more refugees than the world could possibly take care of in the next year or two. More refugees than we can take care of. I found that so sad and soul-destroying soul and fearful. What are we going to do? How are we going to take care of people who've walked away with nothing? Basically a suitcase and a sleeping bag. Maybe their pets they've decided to bring with them. Jesus then goes into a lament. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. It made me think of springtime, and right now we know that birds are making nests, and animals will be born, baby birds will be born, and it gives us hope that things will suddenly become right. Hopefully, the world will in turn right itself. When I was at my therapist's office the other day, I said to her, I feel like it's one long, constant barrage of bad news and that we have not collectively, as a society, been able to take a breath, been able to pause and rest and refresh. First, we had the pandemic, which still stretches on, and now, most of us have our eyes glued to the television screen to see what is next for Ukraine. 
As I said last week, I look at my phone first thing in the morning and the last thing before we go to bed, CNN is turned on for a few minutes. But we get to the point where we just can't take in any more sadness, any more heartbreak. And that's what Jesus is talking about. I have to think that he was weeping as he looked over Jerusalem, as he saw what was going on, the corruption, the, the starvation, the people working for minimum wage, if even that, the, peop the Romans with their foot on the neck of the Jews. And we have found little to, he would have found little to rejoice in. But he also knew that God would come and take care of everything in his own time, which we often forget. The world was never been without strife or pain, but we hold out hope that God will intervene in some way. Not in the big ways that we're thinking that suddenly our enemies will be smited as much as we may hope they will be, but it's the little things, it's the, the strollers that are left at train stations for people that are coming across, women coming across with their children. It's all of us who have donated food and money to charities around the world to feed people. It's the buckets of clothing that wait for those who have escaped the tyranny and the bombs in Ukraine to be able to form some semblance of a life. And it's also the creative ways that Airbnb, people have rented places in Airbnb so that the owners of the homes don't lose money, and also that when refugees go somewhere, they have a place to stay. We are a resilient and resourceful people. It would be easy to fall under the guise of why bother, what's the use, it's always the same. But when we focus on something that is larger and greater than ourselves, that is when we see what we can accomplish, who we really are, and what we really believe, and who we follow. I was listening to the Thought for the Day, which is on the BBC, and yesterday's Thought for the Day quoted a prayer from Reinhold Niebuhr, who wrote during World War II, he was a prolific theologian and scholar and was welcomed into many churches to preach social justice. And he talked about just war, which is when do you decide it's okay to come out against an enemy? And there are really very few times that that is an acceptable mode of thought, and it's usually when someone is attacked. But he also wrote a lot of prayers in, in addition to being a wonderful theologian, and the prayer that was quoted was, we pray to you this day, mindful of the sorry confusion of our world. Look with mercy upon this generation of your children so steeped in misery of their own contriving, so far strayed from your ways and so blinded by passions.
We pray for wicked and cruel men whose arrogance reveals to us what the sin of our own hearts is like when it has conceived and has brought forth its final fruit. O God, who resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, bring down the mighty from their seats. We pray for ourselves who live in peace and quietness, that we may not regard our good fortune as proof of our virtue, or rest content to have our ease at the price of other men's sorrow and tribulation. We are people of peace. We are people who care deeply about justice and of all our brothers and sisters, which is why we also pray for the Russian soldiers who've been conscripted and the people who, through no fault of their own, find themselves on what some have decided is the wrong end of a conflict. It's okay. We can rejoice that we have the children among us that are so innocent and full of love. May we be able to maintain that innocence and love of our neighbor and our friends just as they do. They have no enemies, and they are the people that we should really be emulating through all of this. They are the ones who will give us hope for the future, do give us hope for the future. The children are the ones who will lead us out of this, and they will help us put to back together the lives of those around the world, stranger and friend alike. Amen.